Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the historic Ryder Cup results at Whistling Straits. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, a special Ryder Cup recap USA, USA. <laughs> oh man, what a great week in golf we just had. Um, our episode 41 here. I'm your host, Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. Super pumped to get into it. Um, honestly, this was probably the most exciting, um, I guess I would just say three days I've ever spent watching a, a, a tournament on TV, if you can call it that. Uh, a match, I guess it's a better term. Pretty fucking awesome. Pretty um, fucking awesome. I mean, talk about something that lived up to the hype, except uh, unless you're a European fan um but i did want to just jump in and kind of talk a little bit more about the course i've been looking up trying to look up some more facts about the course because that's one thing that we like to really go over here um whistling straights my my first introduction to it was the 20 what was it 2014 2015 pga championship dj getting robbed yeah dj getting robbed that's one of the most iconic moments there very difficult golf course uh another pete die design um i mean watching watching these guys play that course was insane it looked like there was no play if you missed the fairway, course was fucking ridiculous it looked so hard and then in the first day it looked like it was nice and calm and everything like that but when the winds would pick up Good God, dude! It was it was it was incredible. What, what's crazy about that course is all that shit is man made, all of that. Yeah, so it's so <laughs> I was like, actually, it looks like it's been carved through fucking thousands of years yeah. of the earth being you know in existence, and it's all man made. Yeah, and so it, it has it has two courses out there: the Straits and the Irish. Uh, it looks like a it looks like it belongs in Scotland. It really does. Yeah, just the color of the grass and the yeah, pursuit. like it's been there for thousands of years. Exactly. Uh, um, and uh, it it was built in the nineteen or actually in the fifties. It was approximately uh, for nine years. It was used by the U.S. Army um, as an anti aircraft training facility, which nice. it looks like with all the. Shout out! Shout out to the U.S. Army and any U.S. <laughs> Army veterans out there. Let's go, baby! Defending freedom. Um, but just like looking at that course, you could totally see that the uh, you know the, the fairways seem like you, you could not see them from the tee. The target lines are. are I know a guy that I know a guy that wouldn't enjoy that. I would not enjoy that, and that's such a Pete Dye thing. Is like you know the way that he tries to draw the golfer's eye to some place that he shouldn't go. Blind shots and elevated greens is no. the Pete Dye special. Yeah, um, and that course is nothing nothing far from 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 filling all of those right. Yeah. Um, Course looked great though. It uh, so did on it TV up to and it. just kind of watching these guys hit some of those shots. Those fucking par threes. Um, the, the the short one so, so, so intimidating. So even the short was at number twelve. Twelve it was, it was playing like hundred and thirty yards or whatever. The, they put the flag. It was like it's like three paces across the entire green where the flag they put where they put the flag there on. on Unbelievable! The, Unbelievable insane. stuff. Um, but yeah, overall. An exciting tournament, uh, especially if you're a USA fan. Um, the results at the very end, obviously, were was they're calling it the slaughter by the water. Um, Let's and, go. And I completely agree with that. Uh, and we'll get into the reasons why we really think that, you know, it could be like this for years to come. Um, I so I, I feel I, I must come on here. Uh, I was cheering for USA, you fucking bet your ass I was, but I said a couple weeks ago I wasn't too confident in us going into this, and I thought we were going to get rolled, So I'll gl- and I said I'd love to come on here two weeks later, i.e. tonight, and eat some crow and, and say I was completely wrong. Boy, completely wrong. What a showing from the fucking US team. Um well, that kind of goes into like one thing that I was going to bring up later, but we might as well bring it up now. And I, and I said this last week, too. Mm-hmm. I said, I think these boys are actually going to play pretty well because right. they're tired of hearing all this bullshit about the... So I was starting to change the tide last week. But right. I uh, again, I'll stick to true to what I said. Right. Um, I, I'm, I couldn't be more excited to be fucking proved wrong. Uh, yeah. That was that was incredible. Uh, you should win when you have the advantage like that. That was... 
you know, the U.S. ladies lost in Solheim Cup. It was a great environment, but that was an incredible environment there. Uh, um, the atmosphere was insane. I, I remember kudos to the U, to the to the Euro players because they did not have very many fans supporting them, right. and they were nothing but class along the way. They um, didn't and, get upset and, and, with the. And, and let's be real, the fans were from time to time obnoxious or borderline obnoxious, but for the most part, nobody was yelling during anyone's swings or anything like that. Yeah, they're putting. But I mean, it was completely one-sided. It was like ninety-five percent U.S. fans, and usually in a normal Ryder Cup, that isn't—that's not know, the case. COVID restricted, you know, it'll be like seventy thirty, but that still makes a difference. You know what I mean? Hundred um, percent. I, I noticed it from the very beginning. The the energy from five in the morning, six in the morning, whenever they opened the gates, there was already at a high level. But the afternoon crowds out there absolutely brought it the entire time. Well, you're talking folks that have been drinking now for upwards of seven to eight hours. Oh, dude, it was incredible. And they're ready. I was getting goosebumps and getting just like into it because of the fans that were, you know, at the number one tee. The less filling, better tasting, or whatever the fuck Miller Lite's fucking (laughs) motto is. Great tasting, less filling. They were flowing. Oh my uh, god! And you could tell that that matriculated down into the players, which we'll get into later on. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Uh, there were several moments uh, again that we'll get in. I mean, we can kind of get into it now. Uh, you know what? What were your favorite moments of the tournament? You know, from day one through three, because the the, the crowd really they it made it made so many of them the, the crowd me. singing the national anthem on the last day got me. Big time. Um, the crowd, seeing them early in the morning on Friday morning, mm-hmm. big time. As far as golf goes, um, I think the best moment was, was fucking Bryson DeChambeau driving the green on the first hole on Sunday. And then he fucking made the eagle. And he, made and the he fucking toted the putt. Um, Bryson helped himself a million times this week. I think um, so too, man. In in. And really just showing that he can just be like a dude, you know? Yeah. Part of like the team and just chilling and nothing really about himself, nothing crazy. Uh, but that that on Sunday when he fucking drove that green and then when he made the eagle. Yeah. It was like, dude, put this thing in the back. Dude, right? for real. And because at that point, Scheffler's already up three on John Rahm. Yep. You know, and, and like it's like with that match going down, it was done. They they, uh, they they snipped the the nuts off the Euro team when they took down the uh, uh, the span the Spaniards. Once they took those two down, it was when they over. took them down. Rory, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory won on Sunday he morning, did. but yeah, Chef beating when Chef fucking finished up. Uh, that was probably my favorite moment actually yeah. of the when Chef won. And everyone was just chanting Scotty as he was walking up. Like, you could yeah. see in his eyes, he had no fucking clue what was going on around him, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he could not believe what was going on around him. Um, Again, that's a rookie. That's that, that's a guy that we talked about last week because we were talking We about, wanted him to be on the team. you right. got to have him on the team. We wanted it's him on the such team. Such a valuable we're, experience. We're, we're talking about Riggs being upset about uh, uh, Kisner not making the team. And we're looking at the team. There's only two spots on there that you think that he would take. And that was... Him and Burgers, I would say. Yep. And I wouldn't trade Scheffler for for a, a Kisner at, after the fact. Looking no. back at it, maybe a Burger, but uh, definitely I, I feel that um, you know there's only one other spot that he could have went. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. The bright, I have it written down right here. Bryson's opening tee shot and making the eagle just sent the crowd into like it was just nuts. I can only imagine what that would be like being there. Um, another, another favorite moment I'd have to say was, dude, uh, Bryson's got them all the seeds that he hit on Friday afternoon. So he hit, he hit a shot on, okay. Just on day one. I'm guessing was that where you were going? I didn't mean to cut you off like that. So, so he had a shot. Let me see here. He He, hit one into a bunker that he flew at like three fucking 90 something into the bunker. And that thing looked like if it didn't hit that bunker, it would have carried into the abyss on, on, on day one, the second session, he hit a drive of 417 yards on the par five and a, uh, that drive that you were just talking yeah. about was 394. But yards. that one that we were, that I'm talking about was a seed, an absolute that, missile. That thing went straight to the North Pole. It fucking if that <laughs> bunker wasn't there, it would have fucking hit Chris Kringle. Yeah, dude, uh, it was it, absolutely crushed. Um, 
Yeah, and then uh, another moment I was going to say, I wish that JT would have made the putt, but it has to be that that shot against the uh, 17th green that uh, Spieth hit, that flop that... Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a flop. It was just an uphill lie that he hit and almost, he almost went into Lake Michigan. Yeah, that was... Um, dude, the shot... Did you see the shot tracer that they did on that? Yes, incredible. <laughs> it went like three yards, but it went uh, like 100 feet in the air. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to look through my notes here because I, there were so many... Epic moments there. Um, other cool moments. One, a kind of moment that might not have gets a little lost in the shuffle, but I thought was really cool was um, Fleetwood and and Spieth were going at it on Sunday, mm. and uh, they both hit good shots, and they both had like five footers and just went good, good, and fucking halved it up and fucking dapped it up and, and kind of let the match go of just like a sign of respect. And Which I, goes and, against... And I thought that was very cool. Well, and they must be the only two players that were playing like that because there were so many putter just inside the leather There was. There was. was there was. I love... And I love it. I love... JT, I, JT's energy the entire week, I mean... Bryson cannot lay his putter down with that long ass no, fucking no, putter no, no, and start no, no. But but JT JT's energy the whole week like he might have might not have played the best. Um, he he did play good on Sunday. I think he won his match on Sunday, right? I believe so. And well, there wasn't many matches lost on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, just seeing he was chippy from the get go. He was trying to get the, the the fans popped up. I'd have to say my other favorite moment wasn't a single moment, but a player's performance. And I want to give a shout out to Tony Finau. Yep. Uh, on day was it? Yeah, day one, he could not miss a fucking putt. He was rolling. He was rolling the rock, playing steady. Him and um, fucking Harris English whooped that ass. They did. Um, and then he, he and then he came correct in the second session too in the four ball. Um, oh, that was him and him. Him and Harris English actually. That was yeah. That was the second session. The first session was let's see. He didn't play in the first session. So just watching how well he played. You know, that's a he played was he he was in the last Ryder Cup team, right? And he didn't yeah. he didn't play that in France. No. Well so, no one did. Yeah, no, well no one did. Um but yeah, I re- I just really enjoyed watching him kind of have have that moment because you know, he got his his second win this year technically like his first if you don't count the Puerto Rico. Well, and or, and for JT, JT's first Ryder Cup was part of that ass kicking as well. Okay. Um so that's Yeah. A, that's incredible. To think about because it feels like JT's just been around forever now. Yeah, but 2017's is kind of like breakout year, I think, yeah, or somewhere right. around there. So, um, you know, it's crazy. We assume because him and Speed are boys, and Speed's been on so many teams, right? right? Um, yeah, dude. I mean, there's so many great moments. So many great moments. The press conference after, fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, let's let's do our let's do our MVPs and our duds. All right. Um, I'll start for M- MVPs from each team. I'm gonna go for for the European. Uh, my MVPs are pretty easy to say. There, uh, there, you, there, there wasn't many. There wasn't many points fucking earned. No, so no. For, for, for Team Europe, it has to be the Spaniards. Rom and Sergio. Hats off to Sergio just for going out there at 40 plus years old and uh, and and still winning points for well, his dude, team. Those guys. It means specifically those guys as Spaniards. The mm-hmm. Ryder Cup means everything to them because the Ryder Cup really for Europe is all about Seve Ballesteros, right? Mm-hmm. And especially Spanish golfers. So for them, those boys played their fucking asses off. Um, a bit of a tangent. If you guys ever have a chance to watch the film Seve. Oh, it's great. It's on Golf incredible. Channel. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite all-time golf yep. movies. There's not very many of them, but... Uh, actually, where, like where it chronicles him as like a little kid yeah. and, and he's hitting and he, golf balls on the fucking beach on and the shit. Beach. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Incredible. Yep, it's great stuff. Uh, those guys th- those guys played out of their mind. So yeah, I, th- those are my MVPs on Euro as well. And then you can't... The, the clear-cut MVP for the Team USA, if you get five fucking points, it's automatic bid. One DJ. Of, DJ. And I know a guy last week who said, if DJ goes out there and plays well, this is going to be a route. And you called it because it was a fucking route. Anytime you can get one guy going out there 5 and 0, you're going to be sitting pretty. Only five other people done that. Damn. Chesco, a couple nobodies, I think, uh, or guys like you wouldn't know. And then Arnold Palmer being the other one. Damn. Oh, man. And then, so who do you got for duds? Uh, duds. I hate to say it, Ian Poulter, Rory McIlroy, um, 
Ian Poulter did extend his uh, singles, singles undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. You could see he knew he, that was his last Ryder Cup. Uh, yeah. He's not going to qualify in on points. He was a captain's pick this last year. Yeah, you know he's towards the lower end in the in the world rankings. Uh, he was having a great time. He was juiced on the first tee on Thursday right. or on Friday morning. He was fucking dancing going up. Yeah, uh, Euro the team Europe. Pure class, I must say. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, those guys are, are pure class. Rory was even fucking partying a little bit with the with the U.S. team in the evening, dancing with them and shit. Yeah. So pure class. Uh, yeah, Rory and 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 uh, and Poltz are my 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 duds from from Euro. And I mean, I guess right. We we both got the same dud here for okay. Team USA. Uh, and and Bergs, but Bergs another rookie. Got the fucking the most important point. He, yeah. he got the point to tie us with the the fucking biggest ass whooping in Ryder Cup history. Preach. Um, and, and the only reason I have uh, Berger as a dud is just I, I saw I saw him lose a lot of shots low and to the right um, throughout throughout the. Look like a little nerves were getting yeah, to him. Yeah. And and Berger is definitely one of the the young up and coming. He'll stars. be he'll be he'll be better for it next Ryder for Cup. Sure. One hundred percent. For sure. Um, and then for the European team, I have Casey. Uh, and, and I want to preface this with, I love me some Paul Casey. His attitude on, on the course and towards the game is amazing. I'm all, I'm all about guys who, who know are, and are fully self-aware of their, uh, pri- their privilege uh, to play at this high of a level on, on this stage. Um, and when he played in the, uh, uh, the Olympics, I, I mean, he played really, really well um, during that tournament. So it's kind of bittersweet to pick him as a dud, but I have to. He went 0-4, so not a single point. He actually gave away four points. So um, between him and DJ, that's a nine-point swing. Um, yeah, I mean, other than, I, I mean, that kind of goes right into our next our next topic here in, in favorite pairings to watch. Uh, who do you who did you have that you enjoyed watching? Uh, DJ and Colin. That was just automatic, dude. What a relentless team. And you have to put them together uh, just kind of off their games, yeah. right? You got a guy that's incredible off the tee. You got a guy with fucking precision irons. And then they start rolling putts in and feeding off each other. You mm-hmm. could see it on Friday morning that that team was going to be a fucking real problem. Yeah. And then uh, we both agreed fucking team serial killer no hat pat and xander shopley the fucking so cowboys just slicing them up dude it was insane those guys were and the the reason that these teams stood out was because they jumped out to like three point leads and just there was never a doubt about their matches cantley and shopley that might be the most important match on friday morning to go out and throttle Lori and poulter like they did yeah was so huge um so huge. That was the last match going off that day. We were up in all the matches already. Yep. Uh, and then just again, you see them throttling them. Cantley, what a ter- what, as far as just in the eyes of your average golf fan, not knowing who this guy is, kind of reserved and slow playing, doesn't really say much. In the last couple of months, my goodness, um, he's, I mean, he's he, now. Anybody, I'm uh, a Cantley guy, dude. <laughs> even follow, so, if you if you're a golf nerd or whatever, you follow all the statistics and all that type of stuff that they have now. Um, it's you've seen Patrick Cantley at the top of all the stats that matter for so long, and people keep saying it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Well, goddamn, the last half of the season, Cantley just went out there and absolutely put on a show, and it and it matriculated into um, into the Ryder Cup. So we were very fortunate to have. It was this his first Ryder Cup too? I believe so. Another rookie, um, incredible. I thought that was I thought it was absolutely uh, just so much fun to watch him, uh, Morikawa come into their own, and then you know our oldest guy was DJ, and if that's you know a sign for the things to come, I mean the U.S. team's looking pretty sweet. But I'd have to say they were fun to watch, and I really loved the Euro pairing of of Sergio, Team Spain, Sergio and Rom. Like I said, those boys, they got the spirit of Seve deep in their veins. They were fucking bringing it. They all, were bringing it. All tournament. They were. Uh, anybody I put, else? I put Spieth and JT on Saturday. They won their matchup. They're obviously fucking boys. It's just great to see them having fun. They are doing fun their to thing. watch. Like, yep. I can it's really... It. 
I loved their uh, favorite moments. There, JT or uh, Speed 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 drained a putt at some point on Saturday, and uh, was trying to. He, I think he thought JT was his caddy, caddy for a second. Gave JT the putter. JT just took the putter uh, as the great teammate that he is. Yeah. But that was hella funny. That was uh, a funny <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a throttling. It went six two on day one to eleven six on day two. And obviously the finish at nineteen and nine USA, absolute whooping. The the turning point on Sunday, the moment that this tournament was or this cup was settled, mm-hmm. is we got to give love to the rook Scotty Scheffler. That when he was up four on John Rahm early in that round and yep. kept it on, uh, you knew if Europe was going to win, John Rahm needed to fucking get that point early in the day, uh, and and. He never had a chance. Scheffler fucking just dominated that match. Totally. From from the very beginning. Um, which brings us to the next thing that I wanted to talk about was the post-win celebrations, which I think were just as entertaining to watch as as the tournament itself. Seeing seeing lit ass DJ up there getting interviewed with uh and he said the same thing that you just said. Having Scheffler go out there and beat Rom on uh on Sunday really set the tone. It really did. Because they were one of the first groups that went out, yeah, right? Yeah, they were a second group. It was Rory and... Uh, and Scheffler. And Rory and Sha- Rory and Xander? Schaffler, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Shoffley. Sorry, those those two names went were out first. And then, yeah, they were second, right? Because those are the two matches that they need. Rory got mm-hmm. the point. Rom never never really had a chance. Uh, Rory made a, like a like a fifteen footer, and then and then Xander had a like a, a three footer to make to to tie him, and he and he missed it. If if you're a fringe golf fan, go watch the the press conference after with the US. And I think you get to see a little more personality from PGA golfers than you would normally see in totally. their in their in a in a in their own tournament setting, right? In the the X amount of tournaments that they play each year. Yeah, they're not up there they're not up there thinking sponsors. They're not up there, you know, thinking their team. They're up there just letting loose and enjoying the moment. It was really fun to watch. The whole tournament was fun to watch. Um, I mean, where do you think the Ryder Cup stands in terms of golf events, like rankings wise? I mean that that that, inclu- I, that includes like the yeah. majors. That includes. I put it right up there with the Masters and to me the U.S. Open, which are the two biggest tournaments. Um, what stands out for Ryder Cup is you get to see these guys a little bit out of their element playing with teams and stuff, but also. You see how much these guys care, and they, they're not making a fucking dime off this. Right. They're obviously millionaires and professional golfers, and right. you know, it's not like they're hurting for money or something. It's like, you know, but um I I think that makes it more special, right? I um, do you you got Patrick No Hat Pat out there fucking playing like he didn't just come up on fucking uh ten thousand dollars for every fucking swing he took the yes, last year. Exactly. Uh and so in that, dude, I, I I put the Ryder Cup up there with one of the best events in sports. To be honest with you, I have to uh, say, and, and here and here's why I really enjoy the Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup. Obviously, the Ryder Cup is a little a notch above, um, but it's because there's wins all day long, right? It's not like okay, we're just waiting until Sunday. Now here's now here's the winners. Uh, you have matches being won throughout the day, so there's stuff to get pumped up about constantly. Uh, another thing too is there's only four gro- groups out there at any given moment, so fifty thousand strong are following these guys around the entire yep. day. It's not like you know people are spread out and all that type of stuff. It's it's you know this crowd is following the the finish. Yeah, of the, the energy is there for for every shot. For every shot. Um, and so I would rank it. I think I would I would rank it just behind the Masters. Um. I do enjoy the U.S. Open, but the U.S. Open has like the biggest field of of any golf event. So, given that, I have to say it's a little bit above that, um, in my opinion. Uh, what else? Let's see. Um, oh, one thing we want to talk about last week was Bryson and Brooks. There was rumors they might be paired together, and after all was said and done, it was clear that they had asked to play together. There was there was a chance that they were going to. And in those post-win celebrations, you got to see a couple uh, hugs, Bryce between them two, between uh, Brooksy and and um, and Brooks, 
<laughs> uh, no, it was just great to see, like you said earlier, Bryson completely, completely uh, flipped the script on on how he was perceived because he had lost some cred for a little while there with his little feud um, and then bitching about the, the driver. All the, everything he'd done in, over the summer. Yeah. Completely erased. Completely um, erased. He embodies. He's fucking, he's fucking getting ready for a long drive competition yeah. right now. He embodies, he totally embodies like the American spirit. Fucking going for it. Seeing, you know, challenging uh, all, all the rules. Seeing, you know, seeing what he can do. Completely changing the game. I thought that was just something that's, that's going to stick with him now for the rest of his career. I think, I think that was a solidifying moment for him to where he won over a lot of people. Now, he can go out there and fuck it up, you know, next year. Who knows? This upcoming year, who knows? But I think right no, now, dude, his he, stock he, has he, never been higher amongst golf fans. And the real kudos um, as, you know, a coach for my, my career, Steve Stricker deserves a ton of credit for how he ran this team and oftentimes, uh, I think a coach can kind of overstep, and you can you can you can overcoach in at any level. Um, and I think where Steve Stricker deserves credit is he realized how good these guys are. That this is the I mean this is the future of golf. These guys are all ranked. Our average ranking is eight was eight point something in the world ranking, which is crazy. Just just put you know. Let these guys do their thing. Let them be themselves, and let them go. Just let let the, let your guys go out there and win, right? Yeah. Put them in. The, be, do your job to what 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 is supposed to do, and let these guys handle the rest. They'll almost take get care out of the, the way, yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it it really isn't about the coaches, the cap or the, the the captains or the vice captains. They don't score any points, and there's only so much you can really do, in my opinion, as a as a captain or a vice captain. Yeah, you can kind of like remind the players of where they're at but these guys are pros they know exactly where everything's at they know where they stand um they know how important each shot is so i, I totally I tip of the cap to him he said after the tournament was or after the the cup was over that he never won a major but this was his major well you're also he's also one of the most fucking decorated international play u.s players right i mean mm -hmm. i think of when I first started getting into golf, Strick and Tiger as a Ryder Cup and President's Cup team, and they just fucking sawed through everyone. Um, yeah, and I think the players echoed the same sentiment in the, in the after after it. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just hey, it was a great tournament to be a USA golf fan. Um, again, I got to give credit to to the Euro team because there wasn't very many Euro fans. It's a tough a tough tough situation to be in. To me, it, it makes the Solheim Cup win from the ladies even that much more impressive because they were dealing against the same thing. Yeah. Um, the next, you know, I'm, I'll take our segue here. The next question is where does where does USA Golf go from here? Yeah, I like I like, I like to start with they, them. They they th this is a great great win and a great right. We've only won three Ryder Cups since the year two thousand. With this being one of them, um, this is hopefully the start for these guys. Because in my in, in my opinion, they need to they need to show up next in in uh, Italy. And what is it twenty? Is it twenty twenty two? Right? Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. So so they don't. They're not going to do a back to back. They're got they, it. They just extended it. Everything's been postponed a year perpetually because of COVID. Got it. Um, but they they're still unfinished business. They got to go because we we got our fucking asses whooped and embarrassed in Europe. So yeah. you got to go back there, and it's going to be just as hostile, if not more hostile it, than this real. was. So um, all credit to these guys. Celebrate this victory. I think a lot of these guys are going to be on that twenty twenty three team. That's what I was going to ask you, uh, or at least mention. That was one takeaway I had. The rookies went fourteen and fourteen four and three. That's an insane amount of points from a bunch of guys who this is their very first Ryder Cup. Insane, and we and we have Berger here as a dud, but he he went two and one. He still got two points for for the team. So yeah, he hit some bad shots. He was carried, I think, on on his two on his two wins. Brooksy, um, yes, and uh, 
Well, this is time, this he, is nothing new for Colin Morikawa. No, he, he's, his, unde- he's he, undefeated in team play. They were saying, um, which we should have saw coming. I know you did, but this is. I mean, Colin Morikawa. Let's talk about him. The year that he's had. Think about the year he's had, and it's, uh, it's it might be like thirteen months. We'll Just call go it. the calendar year from when he won the PGA to to from, right now. When he won the PGA, when he won the PGA. He uh, was in contention for a medal at the Olympics. He won the Open. He was a stud at the Ryder Cup. And then what tournament? Did he win the mem- Memorial? What did he win this year? He won... He won a tournament on one, on one of the toughest courses of the season. Um, Where did he win? I know but, last year he won in the... Uh, he won in a playoff, right? And that was his first win. I'm not. I'm not sure. But yeah... He has five professional wins. He's going to be a uh, prominent player in golf for a long time. A very long time. Yeah. So his professional wins, let's see. It was the... Oh, he won the WGC. That's right. So uh, since August 9th, he won the PGA Championship, the WGC, the Open Championship, Ryder Cup, and again, was in that final insane uh, playoff they had in... um, uh, in the Olympics, and he was right there. He could have easily got a medal there. So hats off to him. What a fucking great win. What a fucking great year uh, for that guy. Uh, Europe, where do they go from here? That's the biggest question. So why I thought this was going to be a victory kind of lopsided in the other uh, side was I, I, I thought this was a lot the last stand for a lot of these guys. Coulter, yeah. Paul Casey, Lee Westwood... Mm-hmm. Guys that have been very good in Ryder Cup throughout Possibly their career. Sergio. Pot Sergio is for sure Sergio. Um, he might have one more in him. We'll see. So Euros and Team Europe's in some trouble. Now I say that I don't follow the European Tour. Right. You got guys like Thomas Peters, who I know that's like the name that comes off to my head. Mm-hmm. Garrett Higo. There, there's going to be good players and. I think part of why the Ryder Cup means so much to Team Europe is it's not just Team Europe, but it's it's more so the European Tour, right? right. It's kind of Euro Tour versus PGA Tour in a sense. Um, and so I know there's some youngsters coming up on the Euro Tour that are going to be there and 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 kill it, but they're they're in kind of a little weird transition period where you've got a lot of these guys, you know. Fleetwood will probably be the oldest guy. Fleetwood and Rory will be the oldest guys on the next team. I'm That's guessing. who I would watch out for in the next Ryder Cup because see, uh, seeing Rory's reaction, you know, he, he's going to he, be very motivated. He shed some tears at the end of it, and that's probably the most emotionally invested I've seen Rory in a, any golf event. Do very cool. He dropped shit on NBC on a Sunday afternoon. They didn't bleep it out because it was live. It was awesome. It was awesome to watch. I know you were giving him some flack in a text message to me. Uh, I love Rory. I, you know, I thought it made him look classier. It, I, I don't know. It, it, to me, that it, it there was nothing fake about that. I thought, For sure. right? Um, he yeah. was obviously really disappointed that he didn't win any points up he, until he, up Sunday. until Sunday that match. Poulter being the same. If you saw Poulter mm-hmm. after he won, um, you could tell that Poults knew it was it was his last Ryder Cup. Uh, yeah. You don't you, you hate to see a gangster go out like that, but he's at the same iconic, time, hey man, it's he's it's an iconic Ryder Cup. Fi- uh, Ryder Cup I'm figure. always gonna root for USA, but um, yeah, dude, I I, I don't know. I, I think we got to next, obviously years down the road, but we don't know the teams, any of this stuff. But we got to go in there and fucking whoop some ass in Italy. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm just looking at the world golf rankings right here, okay? And I'm just gonna go down through through fit the the fiftieth rankings um, here. And you got yourself a, a John Rom, who's up there. Uh, Terrell Hatton, Roy McIlroy. Be around. Yep. Shane Lowry will be around. Yep, let's see. Fitzpatrick is up Fitzpatrick, there. Fitzpatrick, not a good showing. I did predict Fitzpatrick. I thought he would play well for Team Europe. He yep. did not. Um, you got Fleetwood. Um, Shane Lowry is another guy who could be there. Wiesenberg, uh, the youngster there. Justin was- Rose. Uh, I don't see him qualifying. Uh, Victor Perez from France. Hovland, okay. Hovland. Victor Perez is going to be Perez will be a, a player. Alex Norin. Is That's up a there. guy that I I was thinking. 
Um, Damn, Bert, Bernd Weisberger was ranked below Alex Noren. He made it. Yeah, but he he won off off Euro points. Gotcha. So okay. Padraig went because he didn't go as many captains picks. Gotcha. Um, and so he because he wants to keep. He said he wanted to keep the integrity of like the Euro tour. Gotcha. So we got the the Guido Migliazzi here from okay, and that's all. We're all the way down at that point. We're at sixty seven. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to to see where the Euros go from here. They're Especially gonna, when you look at the guys that we got that are going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, the guys that we have to go nowhere. I mean, this entire team that played this this year likely could be eligible for the team in two years. Every single player. The oldest guy was DJ. I don't really see him declining to the point of being irrelevant for the Ryder Cup in, in two, two years. Two years, no. Especially with his game. Um, I mean, he showed this last week that it, his game is... See, he probably, like we said, he probably just took the year off. Yeah, Shit. I would too. <laughs> like, I would too. He was probably had, he probably had a lot of nights where he was kind of slurring his words, uh, much like the at the end of the Ryder Cup. There, dear God, um, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks Kepka's face every time someone directed a, a question towards DJ and he grabbed the mic. Yeah, <laughs> was awesome. I mean, this is a team without Patrick Reed on it. This is a team without guys like I mean Sam Burns I think is a guy that could be up there one day. Homa Homa's Zal- gonna Homa will make the next Ryder Cup team. Zala Torres, Willie Z, Maverick McNeely. I mean Kiz could still be around. Matt Wolf is way down here in the rankings, and we we all know we expect that. him to be up. But yeah. I mean DJ or excuse me Morikawa, Shoffley, Finau. Uh, Harris, J- JT. Harris, JT, Spieth, those guys are going to be on that next team. Yep. Uh, Harris English kind of lost in the shuffle, won a lot of points with him and Fee now. He could be there. Um, Berger, you expect to be there. Yeah. If you had so, to, if you had to pick one guy from the U.S. team that would not be there next or the next Ryder Cup, who would it be? Hmm. I'll go first. Then you can think. Um, I honestly would have to say, I think it would be uh, Harris English. Yeah, I think Harris English likely would not be on the team in two years. Again, I would love to be proved wrong, but you got you got a guy like Patrick Reed who's in his prime right there, um, and then with Homa and Zala Torres on the rise, Sam Burns on the rise. I just Maverick, Maverick. I mean, a lot of good on. young U.S. players. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, it's just the U.S. is in such a good spot right now that anything less than a win in two years is going to be a disappointment. I guess it always is when the U.S. team doesn't win because on paper they're always better. But, um, these these are top ten players. It's going to be rowdy in Italy because the Euro fans can see, saw what, what happened here, um, through no fault of their own, we know if, if this was just regular times, we would have that 70-30 split. A lot of Euro fans yeah. there, through no fault of their own, they can't get to the event. Um, they're gonna be, it's gonna be feisty. Well, they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder too, because the United States kind of rubbed it in. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. They uh... well, Europe rubbed it in the last time they celebrated right in front of the U.S. team too. Okay, so um, that's just how it goes. That's the nature of it, right? Well, and, and we had, a, and then the the United States had a chip, so we'll see. Um, both teams are going to come out swinging. I, I just none of those guys, I none of those guys from Paris that were on that team forgot them celebrating. Tony Finau, Jordan right. Spieth, DJ, yep. uh, JT, all those guys that came back remember that shit. Them fucking spraying champagne on the green right in front of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just don't see as what, you should too. Yeah, as you should. I just don't. I don't see a clearer path for the Euro team. It's going to be completely unpredictable to say who's going to be on that team. But I bet. It would be very easy to pick, let's just say, eight players that will be on the U.S. team in two years. So, in a very, very good spot. Yep. Um, what else? Anything else you want to cover on that? I know you played some golf this weekend. Do you want to move on from the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I mean, Ryder, I think we've touched everything we could off Ryder Cup, right? I just, I, we're, we have to go to one. We have yeah. to go to one. Yeah. The next one's at Beth Page Black in 2025. I mean, we could we could we could go do like a little that sounds uh, st- Statue of Liberty little tour, and then you know catch. The last time I was in New York, I was a young whippersnapper, 
in the the fucking midst of my 20s and I got shingles. If I go there for the Ryder Cup, I'm going to come down with fucking... The, the, the Lambda the, variant. The, yeah, uh, dengue fever or something. <laughs> <Zika>. I, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I said it the last time the Ryder Cup was on, even though the, that the United States lost. Um, but just seeing the atmosphere there, I don't think there's a better atmosphere like we talked about earlier. So we definitely got to make it. It's one time. of the best events in sports. Not not golf, but just just professional sports. Um, okay. Well, you, you played some golf this weekend, as did I. Uh, you actually got a full 18 in at our fa- one of our favorite movies. Sharp Park, baby. Sharp Park, dude. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, a little bit about that? All right, so Sharp was Sharp was was great. Uh, chip in for birdie. Played 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 really well. Shot shot myself at 85 with a couple mishaps in there. Some big blow ups. Was thinking some good pace of play. Ran into some issues. Um, what issues did you run into? Just some very slow play, uh, and I've been on here a number of times <laughs> hating on slow play, and we were having this conversation earlier. You know me. I'm going to investigate where this, where the slow group groups are. You're a fucking golf course sleuth when it comes to who's slowing us up. Okay, well, listen. I'm, I'm not a great player by any means, right? I know... We, if, if it's a par three and I've taken already three putts, right, and I'm it's going to be one or two putts for me to get or one or two shots for me to get on the green, we're not unless we're playing for ten thousand dollars. Let's go pick that ball up, yeah. take your fucking triple, and be gone. Yeah, just, um, just leave. So I get frustrated when I see people like searching through clear out of bounds territory trying to find your ball. Like, okay, those red stakes that you're walking through right there mm-hmm. are OB markers. Yeah. Well, Take it's actually the white ones. That white ones, whatever. Fucking sharp only has red ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, you're walking in a poison ivy. Take a drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just got backed up super slow. There's no marshals out there. And then this group decides to go off as an eight-some on 18. That So these two groups that are bought, beefing everything up, and they go off as an eight-some on 18. The poor guy, the poor group in front of us, which was behind the two groups, and, you know, first I was thinking it was these guys being slow. Then I realized we're talking to them every tee box. I'm seeing them play. It's not these guys. This guy's trying to break 80. He needs to birdie the last hole. And he's got fucking eight yahoos teeing off in front of them, <laughs> thinking, they're, thinking that they're going to make this faster. Okay, when, I was going to ask if you when think they'll make it faster. These guys were so slow on greens. They've I I watched them from a par four on a par three, the first group of the, the, slow, two, the slow fucking groups. I watched them putt the entire time I was on a par four and finished that hole. And then I went and waited on the next tee box for fucking two more groups to go as these guys finished. Uh, this is a call to arms because Sharp Park had a, a, a sign out saying they're looking for marshals. We need, if, if I could marshal on a public course, if I could do Saturdays, I work Saturdays. I'm, I'm, I'm not retired. Uh, I listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fortunate volunteer marshal. I'll be there all the time. Yeah. I can't do every Saturday. I got to be out making money. If you're a retired old gentleman, get yourself vaccinated if you're not already and get out there on the course and get you some free fucking golf. Yeah. Get away from get away from your wife that you've been married to for 50 years, a little bit on a Saturday she could use the space. Yep. And go out there and marshal. We need you guys. You this can is walk the, around a little bit. This too. is the safest place. We know co- we've removed the fucking pool noodles. Golf yeah. is literally one of the safest COVID activities you can be doing. We need you guys out there. Get out we there. We cannot man. have eight sums going off on 18. <laughs> you think I want to fucking sit and watch eight motherfuckers putt after I've been watching them putt fucking just no. <laughs> It makes my blood boil, and I can't. I hate coming on here yelling about slow play, and because I love new people playing golf. But come on, take that shit to a par three, or I need fucking, I need, uh, you know, Walter out there, someone out there, fucking just Somebody. kindly telling them, come on, guys, you got to have a marshal out there at any course. It's shocking that they don't have enough. Um, and that's not the only course we've ever played where we've never run into a marshal. It's, it seems like it's all over the place these days. You were talking about it at a, a Metro out yeah. in Oakland. And that's because like, they said they got rid of their marshals because of COVID. I was like, this is the safest thing for these guys. Yeah. They're in a golf cart by themselves. They're just... But you still have cart service out there. What are, you, what are we doing? 
Shout out though, Sharp Park. They did get new golf carts. We love you. Uh, oh man, we still love the course. New golf carts. They look nice. I walked the course, um, which was great because I had plenty. Of, I needed to. I needed to be. If I was riding on that course, I probably would have thrown a club. Um, the thing is, the the old carts had so much character though. Like there was a chance that you were riding in the same golf course, or sorry, go, uh, golf cart that Alistair McKenzie rode in when he designed the motherfucker. It's an um, old fucking World War II you golf had to, course. You had, you had to crank start it. Um, but no, having the new carts out there, it, it is a diff- more difficult course to walk. Um, I'd almost carry rather than push cart if you go out there. So having the having the new carts out there is awesome. I thought the course was in good shape. Um, How are the greens? They're usually the, the weakest eh, part. Slow, like they are, right? Were Funky. they super bumpy or were they... What? As bumpy. They're just, it's just, they're just slow, man. Yeah. I uh, And I... I don't know. I it's just th- those greens. I just can't putt well on them. Uh, and the the they never move the pins, so it's like it's the the right around the the, the flag is always all bumpy or yeah, and yeah, extra yeah. slow. Oh, dude, I had a lot of putts that just sat right right around, took a bump, balance. Plenty of looks at birdies. Uh, the the plenty of greens and reg. Just I can't putt there. Um, I even. I was even glad on hole one when I left my shit pin high off to the fringe, and I was like, "I'm gonna just, I, I, I'm gonna chip this." I yeah, told, it's gonna I, be easy. I, I call, I told Parker, I said, "I'm gonna chip this in. I'm gonna chip this thing hard at this pin. I'm gonna go right <laughs> at it, and I'm gonna try to get this fucker in." Which went in. Um, no, that course is a gem. Uh, let's get some marshals, old guys. We need you. Come on, get back out there. Yeah, I mean, we even had marshals. We played it. We played at Fleming, uh, the Fleming Nine out there at uh, Harding Park, and there were still plenty of marshals out there helping us along. I mean, that that that's the place you go if you're you know a beginner at golf, or you're going to take somebody to introduce them to the game. Otherwise, don't go at prime time on the weekends because you're just going to piss a lot of people off. Which kind of sucks to even have to say stuff like that. You know, like hey, you know, I know you're trying to learn the game, but you have to pick certain times to do it, which makes the yeah. barrier of entry even harder i understand that but it's it's like again I you can go out there and 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 be new on a on a course i say and you twilight can, rounds are better would be better for it um you know okay so for a case in point at at tory uh Price, not a, not a, our friend Nick Price, not a, not a seasoned golfer, mm-hmm. right? Out there just having fun. There was times where I told Price, I said, hey, just, just pick up and we'll, you know, like go up to the green, drop, take a drop, mm-hmm. chip, putt, have a good time. But when you put three balls into the, the, the hazard, yeah, we don't need to hit a fourth. No, we don't. We can, we, uh, and the people don't need to see you on the tee box that are waiting. They don't need it, right? And yes. so, if you have a veteran in that group, it helps. Maybe these guys are all new to to mm-hmm. completely new, but like again, you can't be on a par three putting like ten times. Um, I totally agree, and that that's one thing that. And then you you and then you can't just drop more balls down and like try to putt again. Like this ain't the, that's the that's, that's practice the, green shit. That's that's a that's twilight not, round weekday type shit. That's not Tory. Or that's what I'm on doing Saturday. Shit. That's what I'm doing while I'm waiting because I know that these fucks are we're now four <laughs> holes behind and there's a huge gap in between. That, that's what I'm doing on my Saturday now. Is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now now I'm chipping on the green or taking extra putts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I've talked about it on here before. Bringing uh, first-time golfers out there, I mean, my wife, my mom, taking them out there to learn the game of golf, um, that's where you do it. You let them, you tell them, you teach them when to pick up the ball at certain times there instead of when you're out there on the, on the big course with a bunch of people behind you. Um, Fleming's a great course. Anybody in the Bay Area that's trying to look for like a, a little bit more of a challenging nine hole. Challenging nine hole. It is. It has three par fours. And then there's a par three that should be a par four. It's 240 yards from the white tees. Always into the wind. Always into the wind. Never, never, never have I played that hole with the wind coming at my back. It's no. either a, a crosswind or it's directly into your face. Honestly, the way I played it, I just drove the ball and I was like, you know, wherever it lands, I'll be a chip and a putt for my par. I mean, that was that was my, my only... I, I've played that hole so many times now and I've tried to... Go at it with a two iron or whatever, and knowing that even if I absolutely crush a two iron, it's still going to be short. I, Why am I going to hit a club that's one of my weakest? I thought about going driver on, uh, what is that, 11, 12 at uh, Sharp? The one the, that goes... The par three that goes into the ocean wall? Yeah, yeah. 
it was blowing and uh i thought about and they moved the tees back and i thought about uh going driver i, would, I just went two iron smoked a two iron i was off to the side and i hit a terrible did terrible you, would you have chip. at least reached the green with a two iron or i short? was pin high yeah okay, okay. but i was it was not it, it, then i that was my lone double on the back uh okay. sharp also <laughs> god bless him you know, those tee boxes leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah. And so they moved the tee box on 10 over to... Short right? Excuse me, on 9. Okay. On 9. Yeah, the yeah, part, yeah. They moved them, They moved them over to the, to the right-hand side of the tee box. Oh, thank God. Well, that's great if you're right-handed. Yeah. If you're left-handed, there's that huge fucking cypress tree that you have uh, literally no... There's nothing... I hit the best drive I hit all day smoked hit this tree i know and you know it was smoked because it hit this tree branch it took a branch off and went straight down right no fucking side spin or anything on it and before i hit that i told parker i go this is stupid they moved these tee boxes i was like i feel like i should tee up like i have nowhere to aim this ball i'm going into this tree uh i took an unofficial mulligan there i went outside the tee box and fucking ripped a drive again but i was i was heated that was the start of me getting heated out there uh that course fucking dude <laughs> makes uh, my blood boil at times well that tee shot on nine at, at sharp for a right-hander if you aim straight to where you're not going over the trees or around the trees or whatever you're gonna hit into the uh on the other side of the cart path in the in the shit if you just hit it straight because you have to go around that big ass tree they, they set that up without they, they must have completely forgot that people were left-handed on this planet. Well, for once, because <laughs> every time we play it, it's fucked up for right-handers. Good. <laughs> no. <laughs> they need to trim that tree over there and make it a little bit easier to, to hit a ball in the fairway because you have to hit like a, a hook in order to get it for a right-hander. <sighs> that was that was the start of my frustration. Um. All right. Well, are you are you playing this weekend? Are you Playing a little seascape at the ass crack of dawn with the old man. All right. um, we'll see how it goes. I'll be playing out there at Sharp Park, uh, and I'll give you... I'll what time you are you teeing off on Saturday? On, uh, 10 o'clock. Prime time, baby. Dude, so we played a front nine very quick. Uh, we got backed up like on like hole seven or something. Mm -hmm. But then it just... That's when it just... Once we got backed up, it, it just stayed backed up. Well, hopefully for myself, it does that does not happen, um, and we'll talk about it next week. What else? What else is going on in the world of golf for us to to go over? I mean, we've got some tournament in Jackson, Mississippi, like the Sanders fucking grocery store open or some shit. I don't know. Um, maybe we'll take a maybe we'll take a week off PGA and, and bring something else up to the table. LPGA, here. nothing really crazy going on. It's kind of you know the it's downtime. The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wraparound season. We got a couple big tournaments in the wraparound season, but. Yep. Well, we'll have to bring that up next week. Maybe we'll have something fresh and new outside of PGA. Um, as always, I mean, that was a great Ryder Cup. Great week in, in the world of golf. Um, one for the ages. Hell of a cap, basically, to the last season that we had. Exactly. Exactly. And then we got you know the, the new season just getting started. So until next time, hit them straight. Yee! That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week for a special non-PGA episode with fresh topics around the world of golf. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.